Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me once again, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jay, what's up? Like always, like always, once again, I'm here. You can listen to this podcast on any platform that plays podcasts. Obviously, you found it somewhere. Uh, you know, if you could share, like, rate, review, we would appreciate it. Um, you know, I know we were we were off last week, B. We went unannounced. I know we did record a little something that we were going to put out, some old interviews. You never did it? It's just like, I could only, it was, it was a shit show in the editing room. What and happened? I just decided, just gave up. And I was like, we're, we're not coming back to listen. It was good. It was that fine. Was, we're good, man. It was good. We huh? took a week off. We, yeah, uh, dude, you can do that. Yeah, man. We. Uh, you can do my that, mom Jay. came to visit. Brandon went on a little, uh, little adventure to California for a basketball children's basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was, I was uh, out. I was, I was out in El Dot. I was out in El Dot. How was uh? How was traveling on? Uh, on Rona. First time on on an airplane. Uh, you know, actually, we went to uh, Boise. For, I think that was back in like September. Oh, you flew out. Oh, right. That's yeah, right. You did fly that's out like there. a that's literally like a forty five minute f- flight. So, um, that was cool, man. It was fine. Everybody, uh, California is pretty similar to Washington with the whole coronavirus. They were a little more strict, actually. Even though it was like we were there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, like, California was opening back up on Tuesday. But, like, everybody was still, every place you went into, it didn't matter if you had a vaccine or anything, they were like, yeah, wear a mask. Yeah. And then you're like, everybody that's outside, nobody's wearing a mask. But then you're like, okay, it's Sunday. Like, <laughs> what's going to change between now and Tuesday? Yeah, right. Like, right. it's I just, it's, it's, it's interesting. Whole thing, man. It's a wild world we live in, Brandon. I was going to... I found uh, I went on the internet this week. Found a little a little research study out of what uh, Canada's wild, bro. They, hey, they Jeremy, everything's it, wild. They right just now. call it the Ottawa Hospital. It's it's a research uh, study out of hey, the man. Ottawa. They might, maybe they only have one hospital. I don't it's know. Small. It's a small providence. Well, anyway, uh, Doctor Adam Sachs, who is the director of neuromodulation and functional neurosurgery and head of the spine surgery service at the Ottawa Hospital has launched a clinical trial that will connect the brains of paralyzed patients to computers in an effort to decode the brain signals and convert them into actions. So basically what they're doing is trying to uh, figure out how to map the brain. And because there's like, I forget what the numbers are. It's like 96 million uh, um, nerve endings in the brain, and then like billion, you know, billions of of uh, that do billions of different tasks. Whoa. So it's like it's almost, you know, I mean, that's like the one that's like the great mystery of the the, the human mystery, body. man. It's it's such a mystery. It's just mind. It's a mind boggling thing how how the body works in general, and you know, your brain sending signals to your body. Is, and then it not working is 
Right. It's crazy, man. Yeah, so we're going to reach out. Just from an impact. We're reaching out to Dr. Sachs. Like, I could understand, man, if you, like, broke your arm and then it doesn't work anymore. But even you can just, like, crank your arm all the way and still, man, your body will heal back. Right. Your bone will heal. It's the spinal cord, man. Which is part of the, you know, the whole the whole thing there attached to your brain and they can't can't That's reproduce right, man. it man no uh, maybe asparagus can i know we're still i'm still waiting on that dude to get back to me too that would be that would be epic if we can you know okay man i like asparagus let's go i love asparagus hey man, it's a good it's good barbecue weather let's man. finally got some nice That's weather one of the again greatest here. vegetables on the planet apparently yeah yeah well brandon you know, we're a couple of Washington boys. That's right. In- interviewed this week uh, a gentleman named Mac Graff, who's another Washington kid. He's Where's over- he out of? Uh, you, I know you had to ask me that, man. I forget. It's some small Is town. Is it on the it's east side? The eastern, okay. eastern Washington. I think near Pasco. All right. And he um, – so he got injured. He's actually the, the Gonzaga team manager for the Gonzaga men's basketball team which is pretty cool. And, you know, he, he got to that point. Like, so he, he was injured in a, in a hunting accident. Um, he was up in, in a tree stand. No. And uh, he was a great like, three-sport athlete in, in yeah. high school, was um, going into his junior year. It was like a, just a, the weekend before school started in September because they start a little later over there, I think, than we do because uh, the weather's so hot maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, their summer probably starts a little sooner. Yeah, I would think so. But they, uh, so he was, yeah, they would go out every weekend in September and go bow hunting him and his dad and like his friend was with him and then his dad's friend and you'll get the whole story, but he fell out of a, out of a tree stand and you know, everybody was, was a ways away from him and they had to get him out of there and ended up having to airlift him to the tri cities. Um, here in Washington state and yeah, he went through rehab over in Spokane. Well, his uncle is Dan Monson, the former Gonzaga head coach. Dang. And Mark few is good friends of the family because of that. Yeah. Mark few was on Dan Monson's staff and he had some of the players go visit him when he was in rehab in Spokane at the, at the hospital. And they, just went then they started coming back just to come hang out they, they went at first because the coach told them to go and then you know they met him and hit it off and you know they were coming back all the time so after that he decided to go to Gonzaga and Mark Few let him be a team manager and so he got to do a lot of cool stuff and eventually he he was able to walk out on senior night was because right. the team saw managers it. we come all saw out. it yeah so yeah i'm sure everybody saw that on i know sports center tweeted it out mm-hmm. which was very cool which and, that's how i first heard about mac yeah yeah that, you're sports the center. one they told me about yeah, him. i'm like and, dude and then so i reached out and he was yeah nicest guy ever i told him like i'm a husky fan i was like all my friends gave me shit for picking gonzaga <laughs> the tournament this year but yeah I, picked, I was like i picked him just because you i did too man it looked like it looked like this this was their year yeah Anyway, well, yeah, let's uh, let's get to this interview with Mac. It's a, it's a good one. I hope you guys all enjoy it. We'll talk to you on the other side. All right, this week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we're lucky enough to visit with Mac Graff, who is the Gonzaga basketball team manager 
or one of them. Uh, he's an adaptive athlete and a spinal cord injury survivor. Mac, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is, uh, this is great. You know, I actually um, hadn't heard your story until my co-host Brandon uh, sent me a, a tweet of SportsCenter showing you uh, walking out of, um, on senior night at Gonzaga uh, at the, for the celebration for all the seniors. And I was blown away, man. So I reached out to you right, right away and, and wanted to, to get you on the show. So, you know, for anybody who doesn't, I guess, already know your story, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty uh, widely spread out there. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about how you got injured originally, and then we can kind of go on from there. Yeah, so it was my uh, junior year of high school. So uh, it's about seven years ago. Um, I was a junior in high school and I, I was a three sport athlete, football, basketball, baseball. Um, and then I was, I'm also, I still am a avid hunter. And uh, so it was me and my dad, we, you know, every weekend in September, we, we go up and we hunt in Dayton, Washington. Um, and it was just like any other, any other weekend. And, uh, it was after one of my, one of my best football games that I've ever had. Uh, I was, a I was a quarterback and a, a linebacker. Um, I hadn't quite gotten the starting position at quarterback yet, but, uh, I was still, I was still a pretty good quarterback, but long story short there, I, we were, we went to, we went to Dayton and, you know, I got up in my tree stand and, you know, I just ended up losing, losing balance. I, I had, you know, put my hand back on to like either like a branch or part of the tree stand um, that ended up giving way. And I fell about 10, 15 feet to the ground and just, I landed on a rock or a root or something. And, uh, T11, T12 vertebrae just, you know, went like that and pinched the spinal cord. And, uh, yeah, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Wow. And that, that's got to be, yeah, terrible coming off of your best football game as a high school yeah. player too, man. Um, you know, so what, in the immediate aftermath, like how deep in, in the woods were you guys? I mean, are you way out there or how, how far out? <coughs> how did they get you out and, and – you know, to, to medical attention. Yeah. So I, that's kind of a crazy story. I mean, I don't know if it was, I can't remember. I, I, I was, so I was with my, my buddy named Chandler Newell, my dad, and then my dad's buddy who um, we were hunting with his name's Tony Henderson. And so he was about, I'd say like a hundred yards from me in another tree stand. And then my buddy and my dad were like, couple miles away so they they wouldn't have been able to hear me so I I when I fell I was I was sitting there and I, my first reaction was my first thought in my head was like well like oh shit I just that was bad <laughs> you know I world was spinning and you know I my just like a knife in my back you know I couldn't feel my legs and but my first reaction was, okay, I, you know, I got to prepare myself to be here for the next couple hours. Cause it was probably about six o'clock and, you know, September. So it doesn't get dark till like nine. 
And so I was sitting there preparing myself like, okay, I got, I'm going to be here for a couple hours before they realize that I'm here. And I was like, I don't want to yell. I don't want to ruin their hunts. You know, that, that was one of my first reactions. And, you know, that felt like I, that thought went through my head for like, you know, 20 minutes, but it was probably like 30 seconds. Cause I was just like, F this, like I'm in extreme pain. And, you know, I always, it was, it was a reflex thing where, you know, I, uh, when I fell, you know, I, I had, I knew I had a back injury and I was like another thought, I, I just had a million thoughts going through my head, you know? And I was like, okay, when I, so I, I hit my back and I was kind of twisted. I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, my hands are kind of like this. Cause I was like, I go like, this is bad. And I didn't want to twist or anything. So I was just sitting on the side of kind of a hill kind of curled up in a ball. That's just kind of the position I was in. But then I was just like, heck no, I'm not sitting here waiting for a couple hours. And so I started yelling and you know, I could have been, I could have been yelling for like five minutes. I could have been yelling for 10 minutes. I, I don't even really, it, it was so fast. I didn't know, but I just started yelling, you know, Tony, dad, Chandler. And I just can't imagine what we're going through Tony's head. Cause he, he was the one who heard me, you know, cause you're hunting, you know, you don't hear anything besides, you know, some deer and some animals going through the woods. Maybe sometimes you don't even hear that. And so, he yelled through the woods, said, what? And, you know, I, I yelled and he could hear me cause it's dead silent. Um, and so he just made his way over, called 911, called my dad. Um, uh, my dad drove around. He was at his first reaction was pissed. Like, what, what, what are you doing? Why, why'd you fall out of the tree? Huh? <laughs> well, then, you know, when he first came to me, I was like, Hey, I can't feel my legs. And he's like, Oh, well, shoot. This is, you know, cause when Tony called him, he thought I like broke an arm or something. So he's pissed like, Oh geez, yeah. what are you doing type deal? But then he realized, like, Oh shoot, this is serious. So the ambulance came, they put me on the stretcher. They got me all, all ready to go. And, you know, I, I still say to to this day, like even just sitting there coiled up in that ball, kind of twisted, not moving, you know, could have helped me cause I'm an incomplete, um, spinal cord injury so you know me could me moving could have made it worse right but yeah and thank god they had had cell phone sir yes there's there's coverage out there that that's a that's a godsend right there um you know and so then you went from there to i mean that's kind of the middle of nowhere in dayton washington so where did they take you and um, did they have to thought I read somewhere you had to get airlifted out to another city or something like what was like the next you know day like for you what what happened from the ambulance ride to to I guess getting stabilized in the hospital yeah so I mean I they put me in the the, it was a volunteer uh paramedics in there in Dayton and the closest hospital was Walla Walla which is probably about I mean I'm not really good with time, but 45 minutes, I think yeah. from Dayton, maybe an hour. Um, and I was just in such pain. I was like, dad, I need, cause he was in the ambulance with me. I was like, I need something like, I can't handle this. And, you know, I was crying. I was, I was like, I, I need something. So they, they met with the paramedics from, cause they couldn't give me pain meds. 
they were just volunteers. So they got the IV and me and then the real paramedics pulled up and they, they gave me some drugs, got me, got me good. But then we, so we went to Walla Walla. They did, you know, after that, because they gave me the drugs in the, in the uh, ambulance. And I, I kind of just kind of drifted from there. But I, I remember being in Walla Walla, seeing my hunting buddies, seeing some friends. Um, and my mom was on her way too, because my dad called her. Um, she was on her way to Walla Walla, but then they were like, hey, we got to airlift them to, from Walla Walla to Tri-Cities, okay. which is like a 15-minute helicopter ride. And I do have a slight glimpse of that, which, you know, I was kind of high on drugs there with the painkillers and stuff and the, and the IV. And I, but I remember being in that helicopter and thinking like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Uh-huh. You know, cause I had a pretty good attitude right from the get go. I mean, it sucked, but yeah, I, I remember I was one thing I was like, you know what it, you know, I, it hadn't really kicked in that it was, I was paralyzed, you know, for first, honestly, it was like first week. It didn't really kick in until, about the next week when I was in ICU in Tri-Cities and we, we played on Friday and I had to watch that from the hospital bed. And I was, so that's when it really kicked in. Like, Oh shit, don't oh, shoot. I'm, I'm paralyzed. Yeah, <laughs> but, wow. um, so how long you said you had to spend a little time in ICU, how long before you were able to get into to re- the rehab part of the hospital or did you go to, did you do rehab in the Tri-Cities too or did you go somewhere else for that? So I did my rehab here in Spokane, uh, St. Luke's rehabilitation um, up on the South Hill there. And, uh, but I was in ICU for, God, I can't even remember. I think it was a week where they kind of, I was in, I was in bed. They, you know, they did the surgery and then they had to take the, there was like a tube thing and, you know, doing all the, all the fluids and stuff. And, but I was in ICU for like a week, I think. Yeah. And then I went, I just remember it was like October or September 24th is when I went to, so I was 10 days, I guess I was in ICU. I think I was in ICU for seven days and then I was in just like a regular hospital room for a couple of days. So yeah, that whole time, that time frame though, I don't even, it, it felt like years. Yeah, so, I'm and sure. I wasn't even, I didn't even care what the next day was or so right. my times are kind of off, but I, I think that's pretty accurate yeah. I was for a week. So, you know, once you, uh, you know, got to rehab and they, you know, you got, got through that, how long before you were actually able to go back to school and kind of resume your, your life at that point? So I was, I was a pretty good student. Um, I, I finished most of my math and English up until junior year. I had to take a couple more classes like college math and English. I was taking some college credits in high school cause I was planning on doing running start, um, at the local community college in Pasco, uh, CBC my junior year. So I wasn't even in school you know, cause school didn't start until that next week, like September 17th for me. Um, so I, I wasn't even in school yet, but, uh, they, my, my goodness, my community, my, my teachers, they, they hooked it up. They, 
they did everything they could. I did a class while I was in rehab here with <laughs> lots of help. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I still had to, you know, write some papers and get an English credit, but I back fully in school. It was probably a couple months. I was, I was back ready to go though by, I would say January. So. Uh, well, yeah. So, um, you know, I know I, I read a couple of articles about you like kind of preparing for this interview and, and I read that, you know, I know you were a great, like kind of three sport athlete before, uh, before the accident happened. Um, and then afterwards you got into some adaptive sports, uh, including, and I guess track and field was the first one you tried. And when did you, you know, when did you even find out about that? Like what, and what was that like for you? Cause I know, you know, being an athlete and then suffering this injury is like a nightmare because you want to compete. You still want to compete and you want to, you know, do stuff like that. So what, what was that kind of transition to adaptive sports like for you? And, you know, when, when, I guess, when did you first start trying different stuff out? Oh, I mean, it was right away. So that was, that was spring sport tracking. I did uh, all the, all three throwing events, uh, shot put discus and jav. Uh, so that was in shoot March. So, but I mean, I was doing therapy, you know, walking, I, I walked pretty, I walked a lot actually a couple months after my accident. I was at, that was, I was walking with just AFOs. Um, you know, my doctor was like, you know, she prescribed me with KFOs and I was kind of a, an anomaly there. I, I was walking a lot. I was walking at football practice, but then I was like starting to get fatigued with the whole, you know, I was doing like therapy like three times a week. Mm -hmm. That was kind of what I was treating as my sport, but I was like, I want to do a, a real sport. I want to really compete, not just against myself. Right. So that's when I did track. Um, so that was my junior year. And then the next year I wanted to get into golf and that's when I started golfing was my senior year of high school. Cool. And yeah, I, I got into, yeah, I got into track right, right away, right there in that, that first spring. Oh, that's cool, man. That's very, that's, that's great that you were able to get back at it so quick uh, with the golf, uh, with the golf thing. I know you had like basically an adaptive cart that was either donated to you or borrowed, or loaned to you through a, a golf course that is pretty big for um, injured veterans or something. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell that story about how you got kind of involved in the golf and switching over to golf uh, your senior year? Yeah, my senior year, my two of my – one of my best friends from birth, Caden Kazir, his dad was athletic director, uh, John Kazir. He uh, – we were going to watch my, our other buddy, his name is Bryce Buckley, one of my best friends, uh, in a wrestling tournament in the state wrestling tournament in Tacoma in like December. And I was, you know, so football, just kind of getting gotten done. I wasn't going to be playing basketball. I didn't really have a basketball chair yet. And I was talking like, Hey, like, I want to, I want to golf. Cause our, my quarterback coach, who's now our head coach at my old high school. Um, he's the golf coach too. And I was like, hey, Bond, I was like, I want to golf. Like, let's get this figured out. So they they took me to Seattle and American Lakes Golf Course. They, you know, they were like, yeah, we can come check it out. But these are, you know, strictly for veterans. And I was like, well, I'm not a vet, but like, I want to golf. And they, 
after I, I hit a couple balls, you know, I had golfed before my accident a little bit, but I mean, I was a baseball player. I wasn't much of a golfer, but uh, they put me in the chair and I was hitting it good. And I, I was talking to him like, yeah, I'm trying to golf. Like I want to buy one of these or do something. And they ended up letting me borrow it for my senior year. And I golfed senior year. And at the end, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm done golfing high school, but I really want to golf my entire life. Like, can you get me hooked up with trying to buy one of these? And they were just like, you know what? Have that one. And then I, we ended up uh, donating some money to the course because because I, I felt like that was right. Cause they were doing, they did me a huge favor and yeah, it was awesome. They, they hooked it up. I still have that cart today and I, I still use it. I was just golfing on Monday. Oh, nice. Nice. And so, you know, I've seen the, the wheelchairs that can kind of stand you up and I've seen guys golfing with those, but this is like a completely different thing. Like you, you kind of prop yourself up on a seat in the, the back of the cart and, and golf from there. Is that, how exactly does that work? So it's a, it's called a solo rider and uh, it's a single person golf cart where the, the seat swivels to the side oh. and then there's a little, a little switch that raises you up. So you're in kind of an athletic, almost standing. Um, and then it, it, it's got really fat wheels like the, like the mowers do for golf courses, the mowers. And uh, so it can go on the greens and I mean, yeah, it's just like a, it looks like a regular golf cart, but it's it's a single person. Okay. There's only one seat, and the golf clubs sit on the front. And uh, yeah, so it, it looks pretty cool. I get a lot of a lot of looks. Everybody, you know, if I'm on the green, they're looking like, "What, what was that guy doing?" And they're like, "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah, right. right like yeah. See, I'm throwing my legs back and forth, so they can kind of tell, like, "Oh, it's like a handicap cart." Yeah, that's cool, man. That that's very cool, and that's awesome that they let you just keep the cart to to uh, be able to golf as long as you want to. Yeah. Um, I did want to know. So, how uh, I know you're decked out in your Gonzaga shirt and your Final Four hat there. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to what what um like how'd you end up going to Gonzaga? Was that your plan prior to your accident? Yeah, how did that come about? Prior to my accident, I wasn't. I had no idea what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to play probably football um, somewhere, like walk on or hopefully I was, you know, I was trying to get a scholarship somewhere, maybe at a smaller school. But, you know, once I got hurt, it, it kind of just Gonzaga came to me pretty much because I was doing therapy here in Spokane and coach few is uh, my uncle used to coach with him. Uh, and back because my uncle coached at Gonzaga in 99 and then uh our families have just been close friends for for years and he he uh he got the he got some guys from the team to come visit me in the hospital um just kind of you know kind of things they do all the time but this was different because a couple guys like like Josh Perkins Eric McClellan Kevin Pangos Mike Hart Gary Bell they just they would come on Fuse's behalf, like, hey, go see this kid. He, he's got her family friend type deal. But then they'd come back on their own time because I was just a normal – I was just a normal guy. 
and we just would chit chat and they came, they'd come on their own time a couple of times. And so I, I became really good friends with like Josh Perkins is still one of my best friends till today. And we, we talk almost every other day. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, coming to Gonzaga, I remember going to a G prep Chiwana game at G prep and I saw coach few there and he was like, Hey, uh, this was, so this would have been my, my freshman year of college. Cause I, I stayed at, I finished my AA at the community college and uh, cause I wasn't really ready to leave home yet. I was still a little fresh about two, three years after my accident. Right. And so I was, I was just finishing up my AA and he, he was like, Hey, what are you doing next year? I was like, you know, I don't know. Like, like football, I was full football. You know, I loved football. I was like maybe Eastern, it's a little cheaper. And he was just like, why, 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 why do that when you can come to Gonzaga? Like this is division one. Like we're, you, you'll be around us. Why would, why, why wouldn't you do that? And I was just like, yeah, I get, yeah. Why wouldn't I do that? So I, I applied, I got in and then, yeah, the rest is history. I mean, I, I got to campus and they, he got me a manager position and I just started making connections. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, and what are you, what are you studying at, at Gonzaga? Are you done now? Like, have you graduated already? I know it's, it's pretty late in the year. So. Yeah, I graduated. So last year I graduated with uh, a degree in sports management. And then uh, I, so I guess, I guess that's two years ago now. Um, the whole 2020 thing just kind right. of throws me off. Throws me but, uh, I started my master's this, this past year with this. So yeah, this, this past year and now I'm, I'm continuing, I'm doing, taking some summer, a summer class and then I'm going to continue it into next year and hopefully finish by spring. Oh, very cool, man. Um, and then how did, I'm guessing that your connection with, so your connection with Mark Few got you the, the team manager uh, position and how did that go? I mean, being in a wheelchair, first of all, you're, you're out there. Like, I know the team managers, like I, I'm a, I'm a Husky fan. I know we talked back and forth about this on Instagram a little bit and you were giving me a hard time and I deserve uh, it and I deserve it. But, um, you know, I see the team managers are like wiping sweat off the ground and, and, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting rebounds for guys that are shooting and stuff like that. Like, how did that work uh, for you being, being in a wheelchair, doing all those things. Yeah. I mean, I just do it. I was just doing what I could. Uh, I'd get there, you know, we, we do laundry. We, I was doing that. I, I stay away from the, the court, like during practice, cause you know, being in the chair, I don't, I don't want to hurt any of our guys, you know, that they, they, they could just step backwards and step on the chair and get hurt. So I, during practice, they, they'd have me run the clock. I would just, you know, coach few would be like, Hey, I need five minutes for this drill. And so I'd put five minutes on and then usually it would go past the five minutes and I just add a couple more. And it, it was a joke, you know, some, some people would say, Oh, you're the associate head coach. You kind of run the, run the clock there at practice kind of, which is, it's just a joke. Cause obviously yeah. that's, not, that's not true, but yeah, I'd run the clock during practice do some laundry, um, just anything, do some stats during the games. 
just anything they need. I my and then when we do like workouts and stuff, which we do every day, I would uh I would pass. I'd be the guy at the top of the key passing while they're shooting threes and doing their workout. That's cool. And and then what was it like balancing, you know, school and and commitments with the team and physical therapy and you know whatever you know all the things that kind of go into dealing with a spinal cord injury it was that um because this is your first time being away from home too right so yeah um you know what was it like balancing all of those things for you i mean it was tough uh therapy kind of you know it kind of went down I, i didn't really do as much that first year uh cause I was trying to balance school and I was, you know, being with the team and I'd, I'd go a couple times a month probably. And then, uh, but I, you know, once I got more comfortable the last couple of years, I was doing therapy, like, you know, with insurance and stuff that it was, I couldn't do it. Like I did in high school. I'd go like three or four times a week. I'd go like twice a week, every other week type deal. Gotcha. So, were, you, were you able to work out at all? Um, did were you able to uh, because you can you have you know you're a para so you have full use of your upper body? Were you able to use uh, some of the equipment that like the in the the gym for the team and stuff like that, or was that? Oh yeah, not really excessive. Okay. Yeah, so I, uh, you were were you were working out just not doing like spinal cord injury specific workouts? Yeah, you know, I like I can get on the bench and do some bench. And then when I got here in Spokane, I started playing wheelchair basketball. And so like, I'd have, I have my chair at the gym. They, they let me keep it in the, the practice gym there. And I get in there and get some work in when we're not rebounding or whatnot. And I, they let me use the, you know, they got dumbbells and stuff. And so I, I was, I was, uh, I was staying in shape. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I read that, uh, Corey, is it Corey Kispert, right? Uh, oh, yeah. He said that you probably could uh, win a free throw shooting contest against most of the team, or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got a pretty, I had a pretty good shot before my accident, and and uh, I I kept it. So, and I mean, I'm in the gym every day, so I'm even if I'm not working out, I'm at least just shooting around, and yeah, yeah I got a I got a pretty good shot. I probably wouldn't beat him in a free throw shooting contest because he's pretty. He's yeah, he's got, he's got a stroke for sure. Um, well, yeah, uh, yeah, Mac. Let's talk about uh, senior night, man. That was that was pretty epic. You walking out onto the court during you know during the int- pregame introductions uh, for all the seniors. What were you planning that all along? Was that like your, was that a goal of yours to be able to walk out uh, for that night and you know t- talk about how that felt? Or you coming out out of the tunnel like that and get, I mean, you got a huge, huge standing ovation, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, I prepared for that. I, the, so like I said, my, one of my best friends, Josh Perkins and like Jeremy Jones, those guys, those guys had graduated the year before. And I was like, this is my last year. I was like, I want to, you know, Spokane has never seen me walk. That was kind of my, my initial, inspiration i was like you know back in pasco i i was walking during football practices i i walked at graduation just the short short to get my diploma so like 
my community at home in Pasco, they, they, they seen me walk before, but I was like this, I have the whole new community here with Gonzaga and all they've seen, you know, all these athletes they've and coaches and fans, they've all, they've all just seen me in the chair. Like, oh, it's just smack in the chair. And I was like, I gotta, so, I mean, I, I was going to therapy a lot. Those probably six months, six months prior to, to senior night, I was like, I gotta, because I hadn't walked in a while before that, you know, and I wasn't really going to therapy as much. I was just going kind of to, to keep my joints stretched out and whatnot. And it was, it's tough to just get back into the braces and walk. Like it's, it's not easy. So I was, I was, I prepared for that for a while. And then, you know, I, I didn't tell very many people about it, about it. Um, I didn't even tell my parents cause they were all coming, but I had to tell my mom cause she was pressuring me about some other things on um, outside of, basketball and I was just like hey like I can't focus on that right now this, this is I don't want to fall that was my biggest fear is I didn't want to fall in front of 6,000 people no and, yeah and like, I didn't know it was going to be on sports center but like I knew you know ESPN was there I was like I you know who knows there's cameras I was like I don't want to fall that was my biggest fear was falling up on everybody. Well, you did a great job, man. It was, uh, that was, yeah, it was, that was a little a tearjerker for sure. And I, I heard uh, Coach Few said he had never, you know, he was interviewed about it and he was just like, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's the man basically. And, uh, you know, I never, you said he'd never seen you walk before. So, um, and they, and it seemed like quite a ways, man, compared to, you know, you said you'd walk just a few steps, um, yeah. leading up to, or for your graduation from high school. So, um, yeah, cause I mean, that must've been like 50 feet or something you had to go at least. Right. Yeah. And then I had to wait cause, um, nobody else knew there was another surprise with Rui Hachimura. He, you know, went to the draft and he came back. And so for his senior night and he wanted to walk out and like surprise Zag fans. And so like, I knew that was going to happen. I was like, okay, so I need to walk out and then I need to be able to stand out there for another, you know, it was only like five minutes, but I prepared, I was preparing myself for 10 minutes because, right. you know, and then they're going to people, people are going to, you know, I'm walking out there. They might come like, Hey, pat me on the back, which they did. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta be prepared. You know, you got to death grip that. And so, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was special for sure. I mean, one, one of the, another special moment there right before was I was, I was in the training room getting stretched out. My sister, she's an athletic trainer at Montana and she was there for senior night and she was just stretching me out, getting me in my braces and I stood up and I had a little suit on. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to look good. I didn't want to, you know, look scrub scrubby or anything so she was making sure i was looking at so i was standing there and Corey kisper walks in and was like he's like whoa mac he's like you're tall i've never seen you stand up before i was like yep and he's like oh you're walking out oh it's gonna be sweet so that was pretty cool right before because he's a he's a real good buddy of mine so that's that was awesome special. that's awesome well yeah mac um what I want to know what are your what are your future plans here um, once you get done with your uh, masters and what and what are you or your your grad school there what and what are you studying now still the sports management 
Um, my master's is in organizational leadership. Okay. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. So what, yeah. So what's the, what's the goal for once you're done with college? Where, what do you, what field are you going into? You know, I'm, I'm still figuring that out. I, uh, I feel like you need that stress, right? Like me, me, uh, some guy on a, on a podcast asking you, but yeah, go, go ahead and try to answer it, I guess. Oh, uh, it's totally fine. I've been, I've been getting that a lot, uh, after I graduated, but I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I have a little bit of a summer job, um, lined up here starting in July in the, in the ticket office here at GU. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been wanting to get into like sponsorships and, you know, kind of the sales side of basketball or like college athletics, see if that's what I want to get into. So I'm, I'm going to kind of put my foot in the door and kind of see where, where that goes. But I mean, my, my main thing, this isn't really a job, but is I, you know, I'm, I'm working out, you know, three times a week. I got practice a couple times a week for wheelchair basketball. That's my biggest, biggest goal is seeing how far I can go. You know, like I want to, obviously my, my end goal is like Paralympics. That's what my, you know, I'm setting that as the standard, but you know, not everybody can do that. And so I'm just seeing how far I can go and see if I can become a, a legit wheelchair basketball player and also golf too. I, I golf a lot as, as a hobby, but I'm also trying to get better and, you know, see if that can take me somewhere. So being an athlete, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> hey man, do it, do it as long as you can, bro. That's, that's the thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. Um, well, you know, Mac, I, I appreciate it. I, I'll, uh, I'll try to connect you with my guy, Art Renowitzki, who plays for the, the, I think it's the road warriors of the, the NWBA. Um, yeah. he, he's a good dude, man. He'd probably be able to steer you in the right direction for sure. So that's serious. I, I would love that because I've just been talking to lots of people and, you know, some guys playing division one wheelchair basketball. I'm just like, Hey, what do I need to do to, to get to where you're at? And it, it's kind of hard though, because, uh, I mean, I've already, I'm about to have my master's. So like playing division one might not really be in the, in the, uh, future. Cause I think you have to be enrolled. Oh, gotcha. So uh, does Gonzaga have a, a wheelchair team as well? No. Um, Eastern does. Eastern Washington, which is in Cheney, about 20 minutes from here. But like I said, you got to be enrolled, and I'm enrolled here at GU. So right. we'll see what uh, happens. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll be uh, we'll be watching, uh, you know, from a distance. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm, I appreciate you not rubbing in uh, that I'm a Huskies fan too much other than on Instagram and, uh, you know, good, yeah, good luck. And this was, Hey, I want to just say this was the first year after I talked to you, I was like, you know, I'm picking Gonzaga to win it all in the tournament this year in my bracket deal I do with my, all my friends. And they're just oh, yeah. like, what? They're like nobody could believe I picked Gonzaga. I'm like, man, I talked to this guy. He's, he's super cool, man. We're going to do a podcast. I'm like, I think Gonzaga's winning it all this year. So, yeah, yeah just a little short. You guys played, had a hell of a season. So, yeah, it was, it was special for sure. Those guys did a great job. Well, Matt Graff, thank you again for, for joining me on the show, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. All right. I'll talk soon. Okay. A big thank you to Mac for taking some time out of his day and, and joining me on the show. 
it was a, a pleasure to to get to visit with him for a while and, and have a conversation. Just good dude, Brandon. Yeah, man, I just love that. You know, Jay, when you reach out to people and ask them to be on the podcast, a good majority of the people will jump on without oh, yeah. without question. Oh yeah, it's it's great, man. The community is deep. You know, Mac is such a nice guy, Brandon. That I don't want to root against Gonzaga anymore. I know, it man. Well, now we, now we like, got a reason to to root for do. him a little bit. We do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will. I don't actually hate Gonzaga by any means. I know some, a lot of Husky fans do. I'm more like if he was an Oregon Duck, I'd have a little harder time oh, yeah. going down this oh, road. Yeah. But um, not that I would. I want to show love for Washington, man, <laughs> yeah. in, in the state of Washington. I know a lot of those guys that play on Gonzaga aren't from Washington, which is kind of why I'm like, meh. Usually yeah. the, the local guys end up going to the UW. Right. But um, – Max, a local dude, man. Yeah, we Max, gotta show love. Max, our guy. So we gotta show love, man. Thank you again, Mac. I appreciate it, man. I had a lot of fun. Next year when we see you out there, man, I'm pulling. I'm no, pulling. He was a senior this year. All so right. Well, out. then I won't have as hard a time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we'll. Uh, yeah. We'll Plus, see. there's a lot of jealousy, man. Gonzaga's got to be. I'm. Yeah, I'm jealous of Gonzaga. Dude. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I got a soft spot in my heart for him now because of yeah. Mac. So. Uh, but Brandon, you know, I a few weeks ago we were talking about this AeroFit device, this breathing that's right device, and I'd gotten one. The battery was not. We talked working. a lot about it. Yeah. We were going to have some things going on with it. Yeah, so we're still things are still in the works. Um, I did get the new unit. It worked perfectly. Charged it up. I had a um, this last week. I had a, a conference or video conference with. My guy, Sean Coakley, uh, who is the VP of Business Development and Partnerships uh, and the Performance Breath Coach and an AeroFit Master Instructor. Master. And he gave me some tips on it. Like, he, he told you me things. You got the AeroFit Sensei? Yeah, exactly. And All he right. told me some things about just how to breathe and, like, it just it blew my mind, man, man for real. And I tell you what, I've... There's been a couple times where I've got into researching breath techniques and and just like yeah. being more in tune. Like Wim Hof and stuff just like that. More stuff, talk about it. Yeah. yeah, just more in tune with your own breath in general. Right. And it's so important, but it's something we don't pay attention to because yeah. we just do it naturally, but yeah. It's there's so much more to it. Exactly. So, well, so Sean built me a breathing program okay. for four weeks we're gonna catch back up this uh, we we a week after we did our last video chat we're gonna do another one um and yeah it's and you know at first you you use it and you think you're like oh this isn't that hard and then you get to the end of like the two minutes like all the the sessions have been either two or four minutes and it's like three times a day basically two in the morning okay. and one at night and but the the last one at night like fucks me up, bro. Really? Like I feel like I'm feeling it tired, just like burning, winded. Like yeah. my my lungs are working hard after it for probably a good twenty or thirty minutes, which is great. Absolutely, I've been coughing, dude. Like, you more can't stuff get cardio up. in, bro. No, exactly, man. It's great. And he was just like, "You're gonna," he's like, "You're gonna start sweating from using this." That's and I was sick, like, for dude. Real. That's so, sick. 
it's pretty amazing, man. It, uh, I'm, I'm sold so far. And I've, I mean, I've been doing it. This, this is my fourth day of the program. Yeah, I actually so. didn't even think about that. Like how you can't really get your lungs that, that cardio, man. Yeah. When I, mean, I, I try, think about I this. have like different, like little breathing techniques that I, they taught me, you know, 20, so it does it it's kind hospital. of replicating your lungs doing like extensive work yeah it'll be like it's just like it's like empty or like and it tells you there's an app so it tracks yeah. all your progress on the app which is very cool like that's so helpful absolutely it tells you when to breathe in when to breathe out when to like hold your breath sure uh you know breathe normal or breathe in you know like some of it's like inhale as hard as you know as hard as you can or or exhale as hard as you can. It's, it's just very cool, man. It's a, it's a cool setup. The app is great. And he's tra- and he's actually able, because he's he's coaching me, more or less, Sean is, he's able to track my progress oh, uh, on there. And he's just like, you know, if I see you're not on there for a couple Fire. of days, I'm, I'm going to be sending an email. And I'm like, well, oh, accountability you know, don't partner yeah, there. Exactly, yeah, which is great. So, I, but I was like, oh man, you're not going to have to send me that email, bro. I'm doing it. Yeah, so. good. Keep at it, man. I'm ex- I'm excited to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm very uh I'm very very excited about the product and I think it's it's a great thing. So, we, watch out. We're going to be doing some some uh, cross promotion, I think, with these guys in the near future. Having some having hopefully Sean on on the podcast to talk about breathing, which I think is vitally important to anybody let alone somebody dealing with a spinal cord injury so that's awesome man yeah yeah so anyway um i think i think we're good b i think that's uh that's another episode in the books no it's a great episode i think it was uh you know again if you can listen like share rate review on whatever platform uh you listen on if it allows you to do so and you know you see it on see us on social media give us give us a like we we appreciate it all thank you guys so much we'll talk to you next week